Welcome to the second season of Alternative Parenting Podcast, where we learn how to guide our kids to find their own path while supporting them in cultivating traits that will empower them to live a life of fulfillment, meaning, and satisfaction. I'm your host, Efrat Amira. Welcome back. This is episode 13. Lately, a few parents came to me worried that their children are being mean to other kids. As parents, we want our kids to get along, have good connections with friends, and adhere to social norms. But sometimes our kids act in ways that, from our point of view, seem mean. I want to deconstruct this for a second. When we think that someone is being mean to someone else, we normally assume that that person is trying to do harm to another person on purpose, meaning that his behavior is intentional. But when a child is acting in a hurtful way to others, there is an unmet need that is driving his behavior. Once we help him get that need met, or help him deal with the hard feelings coming from the unmet need, the behavior will transform. Peers sometimes are not able to fulfill other children's needs, and that is not their job, but it can lead to conflict. Maybe your son isn't feeling accepted by the group of friends he's with. Maybe he's seeking his brother's attention and is not getting it. Maybe your daughter isn't feeling appreciated by her friends. Or maybe she just wants to work independently and needs some space. Many things can be going on in our kids' inner world, that we can't always see or understand. But if we try to see underneath the behavior, we may find our answer, help our children manage the feelings they're having, make them feel seen, and most importantly, teach them tools for life. There are eight basic needs for a child. Unconditional love and acceptance of his authenticity, connection, attachment, attention, Empathy for feelings, affection, appreciation, growth, and independence. When children's needs aren't getting met, they are feeling different feelings such as irritation, resentment, insecurity, disappointment, discouragement, hurt, nervousness, frustration. When kids act out on these feelings, they may hurt their friends or siblings, and that's completely normal. Our jobs as caretakers and parents is to help our kids learn self-awareness so that they will understand their inner world and know how to regulate their emotions while not hurting others. Now let's examine two wonderful tools to help us deal with our children's behavior and on the way strengthen their self-awareness. In the last episode, I talked about how making sense of our life experiences can help us heal and move toward creating a secure attachment for ourselves so that we can be that safe harbor for our children as well. One key aspect of creating security for our children is to help them integrate their own brain. Daniel Siegel explains that each side of the brain has a different way of perceiving the world, 
and that affects how we are in the world. The left side of the brain is the more logical, linear side. It uses language to make sense of the world. It has a more literal way of thinking. It's our make lists part and the part that states facts. Our left side is focused outwards and it is the one that helps us keep track of social rules. The right side of the brain is the part that holds our raw emotional needs and feelings. It is experience-based and is more intuitive. It is the part that makes sense of nonverbal communication, such as eye contact, facial expressions, tone of voice, gestures, and posture. Our right side also receives direct input from our body. Security comes from the differentiation of both sides and the integration of them by creating a coherent narrative that makes sense of our lives. When our kids act in a way that we perceive as mean, it indicates that their brain isn't integrated, and helping them integrate will bring them back to a place of common presence where we can problem-solve with them and help them find a better solution to get their needs met. The tools I want to present are taken from the book The Whole Brain Child by Daniel Siegel and Tina Payne Bryson a book that I highly recommend to any parent. The strategies are called Connect and Redirect and Name It to Tame It. Let's start with Connect and Redirect. When our kids are in a non-integrated state of mind, talking logic to them normally won't work, and it may actually escalate the situation. So first, we want to connect to the right side of the brain. We do so by using a warm, low tone of voice soft facial expression, touching them softly, if allowed, and showing them empathy and that we feel them. Once they settled, we can redirect their behavior by bringing the left side online and problem solve. Try to find a better solution, think how we can use our words to get what is needed, plan for next time, set a boundary, or explain things in a logical way. It's important to remember that the way that we say things is as important as what we say. So if we say, I see you are upset right now, but we say it in a disconnected, blaming way, our kids will not be able to listen to our words. They will say in their own defensive mode. Also, using but after isn't beneficial because it doesn't give place for the feelings to be expressed and felt. So I want to walk you through an example of how we can use this strategy effectively. Let's say that our son is ruining our daughter's painting. Instead of thinking that he's being mean and doing this on purpose, let's try connect and redirect. So after we save the artwork or what's left of it and tell our daughter that we need a minute with our son to understand what's going on, we want to connect to the right side of the brain first. This can sound like, Hey honey, what's going on? I saw that you tore your sister's painting. You're probably mad about something. Saying this in a non-judgmental, curious, open tone of voice. If he needs to let out some steam, let him do so. He may scream, want to hit something, lash out verbally, I hate her, or try to hurt himself. Whatever it is, hold space for him while keeping him and yourself safe. After he is relaxed, start communicating with his left brain. What happened, buddy? Why did you tear your sister's painting? Here, he may start to cry, which is a good sign. 
it shows that his defenses are coming down. And he can start to explain what happened. She went into my room and took my new watercolors. Now you're getting an idea of what is happening for him and his behavior makes much more sense. You can say, I understand that you are upset that she took your new watercolors without asking you. You have every right to be. But honey, we don't ruin other people's work in this house. What can we do next time if something like this happens? Let him come up with solutions. Giving him agency and control will motivate him to follow through with his commitment. The second tool I want to present is Name It to Tame It. With this strategy, we help our kids make sense of something that's happening inside them. Let's take an example. Two of my sons, Alon, who is nine, and Oren, who is five, got Legos as a gift from my mom when she came to visit. Alon finished building his first and didn't let Oren touch it, so Oren tried to grab it out of his hand and almost broke it. Instead of telling him, stop that, you are being mean, we can try name it to tame it strategy. After separating between them, I can say, Oren, I bet you are feeling jealous that Alon finished before you. I'm sure you wish you can play with your Legos right now, huh? I know, honey, that's rough. Would you like me to help you continue your Lego set? Once we name what is happening to him, we help tame his behavior. Sometimes in the heat of the moment, though, it is hard for us to bring forth these tools because we are getting triggered. Witnessing our kids acting in ways that are hurtful to others, whether it is their sibling or a friend, can be very overwhelming for us. Many of us suffered because someone was hurtful towards us, or we have been hurtful toward others and regret it to this day. We may also be worried and afraid that our kids will never learn to get along. So as always, before you intervene, Make sure that you are grounded and present and not starting a conversation from an unintegrated place yourself. You can use these strategies for yourself. For example, in the moment, try to name what you are feeling and needing and see how this changes your temper. Check out episode 12, where I talk about healing our own inner child so we can stay present with our children in times of distress. As parents, we have a tremendous power in shaping our children's brain. Using strategies like connect and redirect and name it to tame it will help our kids develop an integrated mind, resilience, self-compassion, and empathy. In these little interventions, we give them tools that they can use for a lifetime while creating secure relationships to them and others. I hope you found this episode helpful. I would love to hear your thoughts and your challenges on the private Facebook group Marsupial Mamas. Talk to you next time. I hope you enjoyed this episode and was inspired to make small shifts in your parenting that will support your kids to bring forth their full potential while living a life of ease and well-being. To support the show, please make sure to subscribe and rate the show. Leaving a comment can be very helpful in promoting the show on the podcast platform. If you think that this can benefit other parents, please share this podcast with them. I invite you also to follow my Instagram account, Alternative Parenting Coach, 
and join my private Facebook group, Alternative Parenting, where I would love to hear your thoughts about the episode, what you learned, what inspired you, or what you didn't agree with. Your feedback is extremely valuable to me as we are all in this process together, living, learning, and evolving. Thank you again, and I'll talk to you soon. Oh, 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 oh